It's Saturday, May 21st, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Russia said it had taken complete control of the southeastern port city of Mariupol on Saturday after the surrender of the last remaining Ukrainian forces there, while Moscow's troops pressed an offensive in the country's east. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky described the soldiers and Marines who had defended Mariupol through a months-long siege as national heroes. He said the military had told them to get out and save their lives. Russia's defense ministry said a final group of 531 Ukrainian fighters had been evacuated from bunkers under the sprawling Azovstal steel plant in Russian-controlled territory, bringing the total number of prisoners taken from the plant to 2,439, it said. Completing the capture of Mariupol was a long-sought victory for Russia, which has faced fierce resistance and struggled to gain ground against Ukraine's armed forces since it launched its invasion in February. Meanwhile, NATO membership for Finland and Sweden now depends largely on the decision of one man, Turkey's president Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Mr. Erdogan's decision to block a speedy entrance for the two nations into NATO has opened the door to complex negotiations between Western allies and the Turkish government over its stated concerns about the presence of alleged Kurdish militants in Sweden and restrictions on arms sales to Turkey. Mr. Edrigan's top motivation is for Sweden and Finland to address Turkish government concerns about Kurdish militant networks in those countries, and all 30 members of NATO, including Turkey, must approve the entrance of any newcomers. Turkey has expressed those concerns to Sweden and other European governments in the past, but Mr. Edrigan's decision last week to publicly link those concerns to Turkey's stance on expanding NATO surprised both alliance officials and Turkey's own diplomatic corps, according to people familiar with the matter. Back in the U.S., a federal judge in Louisiana has blocked the Biden administration from ending Title 42, a pandemic-era border policy that prevents migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border from entering the U.S. while seeking asylum. U.S. District Judge Robert R. Summerhays of the Western District of Louisiana issued an injunction on Friday against the Biden administration, after he previously issued a temporary restraining order to prevent the federal government from preparing to phase out the policy. In his ruling, Judge Summerhays said that the CDC, the agency with the authority to issue and terminate Title 42, improperly wound down the program because it didn't follow the proper rulemaking procedure by seeking comment from the public. He also said the CDC didn't adequately consider the financial harm the states would incur by assuming more health care costs if more migrants test positive for the coronavirus in custody. In other news, a weeks-long stock sell-off took on new intensity Friday, nearly ending the bull market that began after the start of the pandemic. Stocks rose at the open, then reversed course, falling throughout most of the turbulent session. At one point, the S&P 500 slid so far it was on track to close at least 20% below its January peak, what would have been considered a bear market. A comeback in the final hour of the trading day pushed the index higher, with the S&P 500 gaining less than 0.1% to close at 3,901. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 8.77 points to close at 31,261, and the Nasdaq Composite fell 33 points. 
The S&P 500 and NASDAQ had their seventh straight weekly loss, their longest such streak since 2001, after the dot-com bubble burst. And Pennsylvania's Republican primary for U.S. Senate is still too close to call and likely headed to a recount, a situation that is likely to result in there being no official winner until at least one week into June. The top two finishers, former hedge fund executive David McCormick and celebrity surgeon Mehmet Oz, are locked in a tight race for the nomination in a state that is viewed as critical in November for control of the U.S. Senate. As of Friday evening, Dr. Oz led by just over 1,000 votes or less than 0.1 percentage points. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.